and welcome to another episode of Fan Holes, Big in Japan. I'm Justin, and I'll be your host this evening. Joining me tonight are two of my dreamy co-hosts. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, what's going on? This is Derek, Derek WC, or am I really? Maybe I'm uh, Ijikun or something cool, and I go into the dreamscape and act like Christopher Walken or something. But yeah, I'm here. What's up? Hey, it's Mike Paprika. Oregano, what the hell? On this episode, we will be discussing the anime film Paprika. Paprika premiered September the 2nd, 2006 at the 63rd Venice Film Festival. It had a wide release in Japan on November 25th, 2006, and a limited U.S. release in 2007. It is directed by Satoshi Kon, who also directed such films as Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, and of course, Perfect Blue, which we have previously discussed. The IMDb synopsis simply states, When a machine that allows therapists to enter their patient's dreams is stolen, all hell breaks loose. Only a young female therapist, Paprika, can stop it. Which is, I suppose, fairly to the point. Like, I, after I watched this film, I was like, if I had to write a detailed like Derek synopsis I, it would probably take 30 minutes so i'm glad imdb had something short and sweet i'm gonna go to you first Derek. i know that you like to watch anime and tokusatsu films in the theaters since this had a limited u.s release is this something you got to see in the theaters or if not like what's your history with this film uh, my my history well i guess i have history with the film I know of the film, I, uh, but I, I never saw it until you had me watch it. Um, 2007, oh, okay. two, 2007 probably is the cusp, right? So 2007 was when uh, I, I was, I, I, well, I guess 2007, maybe the first couple months of 2008 was when I was leaving L.A. So, so that I, I assume that that must have been something where I just was not either prompted to go see the film or maybe I was kind of out of that mode where I, uh, there was a period where 
you know, I could I could sort of trace it to like maybe you know 1999, like Phantom Menace era, all the way up to you know maybe a little bit before 2007. There were plenty of you know theatrically released or re-released anime films that I got to see, but I think this one was just one of the ones that either escaped me or you know who knows maybe I just I just didn't have the same amount of interest in it or, you know, but, but uh, yeah, this is the first time I've watched this. Like, so I, I had not seen this officially before tonight. You know, I, I had heard other people talk about it, uh, as if it was some kind of indecipherable, you know, strange, you know, uh, you know, so, so something that, that just, you know, oh, wow, it's so, such a strange head trip, this movie, and blah, 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 blah. And I, I was kind of ready for some some major league blue cupcakes, but I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but and who knows, maybe I'm crazy. But I just, I came away from it thinking, like, eh, that wasn't so, you know, like, I, I kind of understood it, you know? Like, I mean, I mean, to me, it seemed pretty straightforward. I mean, I have some specific thoughts about comparisons that I think... I, I've seen some comparisons people make, which are kind of baffling to me, and then I sort of have my own comparisons to things, but I, I thought this was pretty straightforward. I mean, this is... There, there's a new invention. It it can can share dreams between people, and this goes out of control because... The dreams that have been shared with it, it becomes like an open network because there's no protections on it. You know, kind of maybe paralleling the warning and or parable regarding the interwebs, you know, being like dreams. There's a line about that. But, I mean, for the most part, it's a bunch of chaos because somebody misuses a piece of scientific equipment. And then you're looking at a lot of, I think... I guess dream interpretation, psychology, you know, uh, uh, there's, there's a, a, a level of, uh, mystery to certain things because you don't have all the, the puzzle pieces in front of you. And, and there's also a level of, you know, they, they kind of describe it as a, a thriller, you know, like the, the, the pacing is quick paced and you're kind of on the edge of your seat the whole time. Like you're, you're trying to follow what's going on. Like, you know, I mean, to me, like I kind of started it out as like, Oh look, it's like J Jonah Jameson and he's a fucking cop. And, and, and he's, he's getting some therapy with this, this dream device. And then you've got the, uh, fairy thought mother, which is paprika. And she's running around basically servicing all, these these clients or whatever maybe in in a beta testing and trial run it's not it's not mass public you know uh, publicly made available or whatever and then and then they throw in the whole probably satoshi kon thing of like oh no there's you know there's some nefarious element they've they've stolen the device and and now it's it's there's there's levels of murder and jealousy and 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 perversion and all this other kind of stuff that's going on and and you know it, and then it all kind of you know comes from there like you know most of the plots intersect like all the characters either had past relationships or are forging new ones and they you know you've got the the cop that's kind of the i guess heroic slash masculine kind of dreamscape identity persona or whatever. Then you've got, uh, you know, Paprika, who I described as the fairy thought mother, but she's, you know, it's like her, her business self is obviously very different from her, 
her therapeutic kind of uh, service self. I don't know, like whatever you want to call it, right? And and so, but I mean, I, I don't know, like like this, you know, I, I have thoughts about certain things, but I mean, I was not. I, I was not overly confused by it. I think I think the 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 conglomeration of people's dreams, the 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 element of this that goes out of control. Well, I mean that's a parable in and of itself because you know the, what I took out of it is you you can't fulfill everyone's dreams. If you fulfill everyone's dreams, it becomes this ridiculous clown show like you saw in the film. And and all I could think of is you know, fucking 2020, like, you know, when I saw, when, when I get to that, I don't know, whatever it is, the 50 minute mark where they, the, 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 the dreams rolling through the real world and everything's fucked. And then all these people are going along with it, just joining the ride and being like, Oh, we're going to be wacky fucking frogs and, and, and Buddhas and gold fucking whatever's too. And just go along for the ride and i'm just like oh jesus this is this is just like right now you know <laughs> that's all i can think of so but yeah i mean to me i mean it it, it made sense like i was not I, I was not necessarily overwhelmed or confused or anything like that like this you know it's funny like like part of me thought when you mentioned this i i, I it might end up being labeled like a a side blue cupcake thing or something it's not a month but just a random blue cupcake episode but i don't i don't feel like this is blue cup i mean you know it's it's satoshi kun like there's there's aspects of it you know paprika hopping around and you know the 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 kind of aspect of I don't know. To me, it's it's easily explained because it has to do with dreams and dream sharing and and dream penetration of the real world. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because I like Nightmare on Elm Street so much or something like that. But like to me, it's just like, dude, like that's the only explanation I need for the weirdness. Like, like, and usually I think when when stuff really makes my head scratch when I really think of something as blue cupcakes. It's like, I have no explanation for the weirdness. Like to me, that's the definition. It's like weirdness for the sake of weirdness, but this is not weirdness for the sake of weirdness. This is, this yeah. is weirdness because it's from a dream. And then you compound that because you've got all these competing dreams merging together, becoming this melting pot of absolute chaos, you know? So it's like, I don't, to me that's perfectly explainable like i mean once you put all the pieces together like you know that you know it i mean a a lot of the uh themes and 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 motivations and driving forces in this film like i i think you you can analyze them to death but they're all i mean i I think they're all pretty clear they're all kind of right out there for you to grab so that's i don't know that was my takeaway well, that is a question I had for you, like because because I was watching this and I was like, I wonder if Derek will think this is blue cupcakes. And I was thinking about the film and I was like, I don't think it is. I mean, I've only seen this is the third time I've seen this film. Like like you said, I think it's pretty s- straightforward and clear. It's just the the method of the storytelling. If you're not paying attention to the film, you're going to be like, what's going on? Like I thought they were in reality. They're in a dream. Like if you're, if you're paying attention, you're focused on the dream. You're not screwing with your phone or whatever. Like it's, it's pretty clear what's going on. But what about you, Mike? Had you seen this film before? Uh, no, I had not. And like, I had heard of it before. I think 
It's funny. I think it's the the first time I heard of it was when the movie Inception came out because people were kind of like, like, oh, this just looks like a ripoff of Paprika. Like I was kind of like I'd look and I looked into it and I was like, what the hell is Paprika? And I was like, oh, it's an anime film about dreams. And like now that I've watched, I'd, I'd say, well, not exactly, but they I feel like they do take some elements from it. Yeah, see, that that was what was weird. I, I, I saw all that stuff, you know, when I just looked into it where there and forgive me, but it just seems like a bunch of clickbait fucking poser assholes writing articles on the Internet. You know, like that's totally what it seemed like, because I'm just kind of like, OK, fine. They both have dreams. But I mean, you know, like there's some stuff where you see it and you're like, holy fuck, like line for line, shot for shot, this is a total ripoff. But like, that's not what this was. You, you know what this reminded me of? Like, and I, just cause this is a good place to dovetail into it. Like, and this may be a film that neither of you have any experience in, but are either of you familiar with the, the film, um, brainstorm? No. So Brainstorm's like an 80s movie, and since I'm an 80s kid, and I, I remember watching this when I grew up, the only difference between Paprika and Brainstorm, besides maybe the the outlandish imagery in Paprika, like, there's a device, you put it on your, you know, lobes, on your ears, and, and it, it goes around your head, and it manipulates your thoughts and all this other stuff. The, the main difference is it doesn't have anything to do with dreams. It actually, like, records emotions. So the idea is it's like, it's like, like replicating things in your synapses. So, like, if you, if you had a happy birthday party or if you, if you got laid or if, you know, you, you know, I'm just trying to think of, like, different things that would... Pro provide an intense emotional experience, right? Or, or if you had a fight with your wife or some shit, right? Like, wh whatever it is, right? Like, something that provides some intense emotional experience, then the person puts on that headset, basically, and can relive that. And it's not really their emotions, but yet they they feel it as intently and purely as, as the person did that it was recording it. And it gets to the point where, like, you know, Christopher Walken's in it, and he's like, you know, I, I forget exactly what happens in the movie, but, like, there there's points where he gets so addicted to it or whatever. Like, at some point, he's just basically, he dies, like, you know, just, you know, he basically ODs on the the headset, right? Like, there's there's shit like that, that that happens in that movie. But, like, I just, I don't know, I just kept thinking of that movie when I was watching this because the the actual... I want to say, like, plot of the science, like, I don't know, like, like that, that kind of stuff, like, the, the, the tools, the objects, like, I was like, that was frightening, to me, was very similar, whereas, like, I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen Inception, but all I remember about that is levels and layers and a spinny fucking spinner and Leonardo DiCaprio and a bunch of bullshit and whatever, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I get it, like, Inception was weird, too, but, like, I think Inception, you weren't supposed to know. Like, it was supposed to be like, oh, are you in a dream? I don't think so. I think this is real. Oh, wait, no, it's a dream. You know? And, like, I don't know, like this, I kind of feel like it's not, 
It's not like one of those things where it's like fucking Scooby-Doo shit, where it's like, ha Paprika, I, I've unmasked you, and you're, what's her face? You're totally Chiba Atsuko, ha like, ha, and it's like, and I, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you pesky kids. Like, it's not like it's a fucking secret. I mean, you, you know within the first four minutes, like, she's fucking Paprika, and the detective's not an idiot either, right? Like, he, he pretty much figures it out the minute he meets her. Like, so, like, it's not like... I don't know. Like, like to me, it's not like it's this big, like, giant, like, you know, uh, head, head-splitting kind of uh, eye-opening thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but I, I, I thought all that was kind of straightforward. The only two films this really reminds me of, one is A Scanner Darkly, and it's based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Okay. There's a lot of, like, I don't know. All of, I feel like all of Philip K. Dick's work is based on the sense of like loss of reality and loss of self, and those are the two big themes in that film and novel. It's like this guy has like this weird suit, and he's investigating a drug ring, but it turns out like he's so like wackadoo, he's investigating himself, and it, I don't know. It's just it's hard to like explain. You just it's one of those films you just have to like see or I guess read the novel. And then the other film that kind of makes me think of is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, just because there's all that tripping through different memories that uh, you know Jim Carrey's character is experiencing, and he's trying to, you know, he goes through this process of trying to delete his memories of this relationship, and halfway through the process, he's like, I want to keep these memories, and he's going through all these like memories of. You know, he has experiences with his girlfriend. He's trying to hide the memories from getting deleted, and it's it's really trippy. And you know, there's some there's some trippy imagery in this film. But as for my history of this film, like for a very long time, I had like Sundays and Mondays off, and I got into this habit of on Sunday I would go down and visit my family, and then on the way back I would stop and I would get a couple of pizzas and rent a few movies. And one day I was just kind of browsing and I was like, hmm, some anime film. And I was like, oh, it's directed by the guy who did Perfect Blue. And I kept reading the back of the box and it was like, blah, 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 dreams. And I was like, sold. Like, I I don't know why, but I've always been interested in dreams. I feel like there are two different kinds of people in the world. People who like talking about their dreams and they like hearing about other people's dreams. And then you have people who just do not give a shit. And I used to work with a guy who... He, he hated hearing people talk about their dreams, and I never understood that. He, he would just be like, why are you talking about this shit for? It's nothing. It's meaningless. It's, you know, random stuff in your mind. But I'm like, it's it's fascinating. Like, why did I have a dream I was eating an endless bowl of ice cream in, like, a burning building? Like, what, what does that mean? Like, wh- where did that come from? Is that something in my mind trying to work out a problem? Is it something left over from, like, a TV show I saw? Is it is it something I read in a book a long time ago? And he's just like... Who cares? It's meaningless. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I've always been fascinated by dreams, fiction about dreams. Uh, I don't know. It's just always fascinating to me. And I would say this is one of my favorite anime films, but I've only seen this. Well, now I've seen this three, three times I've seen this. And I don't know th- th- there are films I love like Star Trek two or Transformers or movie or eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I love those movies. I've seen them hundreds of times but paprika i i don't know i i feel like if i kept watching it over and over it would lose its specialness or its impact or something i don't i don't know like i like i was watching this again last night 
and I couldn't remember how it ended. And I was like, at first I was like, well, I can I kind of feel silly because I don't remember how it ended. But then I was like, well, no, that's good. Like I, I genuinely have no recollection of how this movie ends. And I was so into it. And I, I don't know. I think that's, I don't know how to like, I guess, explain that. I just felt like the first time I watched it, I was like mesmerized. I was like, man, this is really, it's telling a great story. The animation is beautiful. Like I'm in, you know, I'm into this movie, but then I, I finished watching it and I was like, I don't think I want to buy this. Like I thought it was great, but I don't want to own it. It's just something I want to watch and experience every now and then. Like I, I kind of feel like I had, did that with other films like maybe if i did that with i don't know eternal sunshine i would be like well i don't remember like how does joel get back with you know what's your name at the end and stuff like that you know i don't know sometimes there's like an element of surprise where you're like oh i've seen this film but well, i have no memory what happens it's like i was telling you derek like i rewatched doom generation a while back yeah i hadn't seen that movie in 20 years and i was getting towards the end and i was like oh shit i don't know what happens like they all die. And I was like, no, 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 they don't all die. But I was like, one of the guys dies. And like, I just couldn't remember. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, no, is it this guy? Is it, is it, is it Kmart Keona Reeves who dies? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And I was just kind of enthralled by that. Like the fact that I'd like seen this film once 20 years ago and, and liked it. But I just could not for the life of me remember the end of the movie. I, I think it's interesting because like I, I feel like I, I have uh, what, what, whatever the Klingon word is for it. You know, I've got that deja vu from uh, cause and effect or whatever, because because we, we have had this conversation before. And I, I feel like you said the same thing about Perfect Blue, you know, like where, where you, you, you know, it's a it's a film. you I think because of the subject matter, I also think because of the the intensity of the, the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the horrific aspects, like, like it's weird. Cause there's, there's tantalizing aspects to it. I mean, they make comparisons, you know, uh, I think in, in a lot of the critical literature regarding this film. And then I guess the, the notion that it's, it's a novel first and it was adapted into this, this anime and everything like that. But you know, they, they talk about how she sees clients and there's a very, I'm trying to, I, I, I'm going blank on the nice way to say it, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's intimate. Well, I mean, it, it, it very much feels like, uh, uh, you know, a brothel, uh, 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 you know, like there, there's, there, there's, there's an aspect to it that, you know, like the, the lipstick on the business card, the way yeah. she leaves in that opening sequence, the, the, the fact that it's, it's referred to as therapy. There, 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 there's reasons why people seek out solace the way they do. There's reasons why there, there's certain levels of intimacy with say, a maybe a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And this, this seems to combine a lot of those things. Like she has the 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 psychiatrist aspect to it but then there's also it's something that's very you know sensual like like i mean like like, like just very simply right like there's that there's that one scene you, you talk about like the strange imagery right well it it's strange imagery but to me i felt like it made perfect sense like you've got the one the the first guy who you see get affected by the i guess hacked Wi-Fi of these dreams, right, so to speak. 
is is th- there's there's a number of people on the staff, right? So you've got Chiba Atsuko, who who we all know, like after the first four minutes, she's paprika, right? Like like there's no question, right? But the, she's part of the staff, but she's very she's very cold, she's very businesslike, and she's also very very intelligent. Okay, and 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 you you, you could almost argue she's got that kind of maybe dragon lady stereotype or something like that in in certain yeah. regards right and, and 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 paprika is this you know extension she's the opposite yeah it's it, well it's 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 an extension of who she is it doesn't well, mean that she's not like that it, it's it's yeah. it's it, it, it's the notion of like you you put on different faces, you know, we, we mm-hmm. podcast together and we have certain faces with one another because we have a certain level of intimacy because we're podcasting, right? But then there's other people who I wouldn't be the same way with if I, you know, imagine you just meet some random guy at work that doesn't know about comics that much and starts talking about, you know, I don't know, Superman or X-Men or something like that, right? And it's like, yeah, you're interested because you like those things, but... You, you don't know the same way. Like you, you know what my likes and dislikes are. Like I know what your likes and dislikes are. I know you like swordsmen. You know I like cyclops. Like what, whatever it is, right? Like, like so. So we we have a certain level of understanding or whatever. Whereas you, you're more than likely with an outside party, you put on a different face just because you're going to run into those guys that like the Batman who laughs or whatever, and you just kind of have to. <laughs> sit there yeah. and, and and have decorum and be polite or whatever right and and it, it it it's 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 that aspect right like there's there's different identities that people have and and she's she's a good example of that i think what i thought was interesting is they don't give you very much backstory about how paprika came to be and my interpretation is paprika is the Kind of like you say, she's a she's another face of Atsuko. She's the like unrestrained side of Atsuko, yeah. the the part of her psyche that just wants to you know hop and skip and be you know carefree and laid back and just you know sit in a bar and have a drink and be flirtatious. Like Atsuko can't do that. She's a highly motivated scientist, professional. You know, she's a she's a woman in you know. I feel probably, you know, dominated by lots of men. We don't see very many other women in that building yeah. other than the one that goes like batshit crazy later. So there's, there's probably like that aspect of it that she has to be, you know, on point and deliver with everything. Otherwise, you know, she's going to be looked at in a certain way. And it's also, I assume it's also why she's very dressed in a very buttoned down, nothing at all, you know, sensual or revealing. Whereas Perpika is just kind of like, hops and skips and wears like a you know a nice little red top and she's you know has a big you know big lipstick and everything and she's all like in your face and happy and all that stuff and and i mean you can apply that i mean the the themes of of dreams and the internet being commingled you know like the the idea of you you have an idea of self and an idea of like your dream self, right? Like like to, to me that's that's what I was thinking of. Where mm. I thought of this, this might be a good question to ask you guys because I know you wanted to ask questions about dreams, and, and I'll get back into my stupid example later. But you know the the 
the, the in, in in Nightmare on Elm Street three, they have the Dream Warriors, right? And the Dream mm-hmm. Warriors are, uh, you know, basically they're a bunch of junkies and, and kids that are, you know, uh, from a, you know abused households and all this other, you know, they've had all this negative shit in their lives, right? So they're they're in these, you know, care facilities and everything like that. But then when they when they go into the dreams, they you know Nancy and and the other doctor, they train them to to be their best selves and then maybe idealized selves, I guess is a, the best way to put it. And so instead of it just being, you know, some chick who's a junkie and, and strung out and has bags under her eyes and, you know, or hasn't taken a shower and her hair is all shitty looking and everything. Instead, Taryn becomes this biker babe punk chick with fucking switchblades and she's got the fucking mohawk and looks all badass and whatever. And that's her like idealized dream self. Right. And that to me is the difference between, you know, something like Atsuko and Paprika to a degree. And, and like, I kind of thought about this and I, I was just thinking like, do you ever recall an instance where you, because I don't, I, but, but I, I don't ever recall an instance of that. Like, is that, is that something that is just fictional? I mean, it's weird. I, I feel like in the real world, it's true, especially for, different situations and scenarios like like in other words like you might be a different person on the internet than you are in real life like you might be really really outspoken and 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 horribly you know uh offensive and and opinionated and and all that kind of stuff right but but then you know if you if you had the same conversation with somebody in real life it'd be very timid and 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 soft-spoken and not you know not not be it not as vocal or opinionated or whatever you know with with a with characters like the the women it's like there there's there's examples i can think of but you know something good for for geek culture that might be really easy to for people to glom onto is all right there's a girl, right? She she is very businesslike. She goes to work every day and works at an office, and she uh, does I don't know data entry or something like that. And she's got to be businesslike, wears business attire, does that five days a week, right? But then she she goes online and she goes to conventions and she dresses up like uh, you know fucking you know whatever uh, a fucking anime girl or you know a fucking Harley Quinn or whatever the fuck they do, right? And all of a sudden, when when you, you know, it's like they, that, that's something they always said about, like, acting is, you know, when you get the right prop, when you when you dress like the character, it helps you become the character. Like, there's that aspect of, you know, Chiba dresses a certain way and becomes a certain type of character, right? Like, but Paprika does something totally different. And, and she's supposed to be very disarming. You know, like, like, like she's young, she's pretty, she's vibrant, she's understanding, she's a little mysterious, but, and, and she's giggly, but not, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like one of these, like, things that women get all mad about, you know, where it's like, she's, she's, there's aspects of her that, that are undefinable, but also, uh, uh, intriguing, right? Like, and so it's like, you know, one of these things where it's like, okay, there, there's enough of that. And I guess my example that I was going to go back to is when, when Shimatora is, is, uh, caught by this dream, right? Like he's the king and the wackadoo parade and all this nonsense is going on and everything. And he's caught up in all of it, right? Like, you know, the thing that takes him out of that, the thing that takes him out of that is, is, 
there, there's there's the little girl that he, apparently he saved, and then it morphs into Paprika, and then Paprika says she's going to take care of him and repay him, and then it turns into this very like sexual thing, and then all of a sudden he gets blown up like a big balloon, and then he pops. Now, I think we all know what had to happen for that to happen without it being explicit, but, I mean, to me it seems pretty obvious. Like, so, but that's... You know, I don't know. Like that—that's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, the imagery's strange, but I understood what happened there and what sort of snapped him out of it. You know, I was just gonna just a random, random ass observation I had. Uh, I was kind of reminded of like Janet Van Dyne, like the Wasp, when she was like flying around, like in the dream, like like Tinkerbell or whatever, with their wings and like just her hairstyle and like whatever. I was like, oh, huh, it's the Wasp, like. Yeah, and th- th- that's one of those those I guess you know dare I say creatures, right? Like 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 Tinkerbell. There there's something that's that's there's a purity about a Tinkerbell type character, but there's also a, a, a strong allure to a Tinkerbell type character. So it's like Tinkerbell's not Wendy, you know what I mean? But Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell's like one of those like if she wasn't like a little tiny fairy like. Like, she's gorgeous, and she'd be all up on Peter Pan's junk, but Peter Pan don't want nothing to do with her. Like, and it's just, it's kind of funny. Like, like, and that's, it's weird. Like, she, she has all these different weird identities for the sake of the dream scenario, too. I mean, at some point, she's like fucking, you know, the Monkey King and all that other bullshit, like the, the Chinese Goku thing. She's got the cloud and the staff and the, the, the whole getup and everything. So, I mean, it depends on... You know, like she's malleable to to certain circumstances for the most part. You know that that it, it enable her to survive. You know whatever the the dreamscape scenario presents her and everything. And then you know the the other thing that's interesting is you've got the you've got the cop that has the you know it's like it's it, to that that's something that's intriguing to me. I mean he's. He's the masculine representation in the movie. I mean, if, you know, uh, if we're, you know, if we're, and I, I say that from, you know, everybody that's on the show here, like, like, we're all men and we're all males. So if, if the three of us have anyone to identify with in, in this movie, it's, it's going to be Toshima, right? Like, so, or Konakawa, you know, like, it's going to be that character because he's, he's probably the the clearest thing we have to a identification figure or whatever in the film. Like he's, he he tries to be proactive, he, you know, but he's also kind of smitten by things that are, you know, uh, uh, you know, like paprika alluring, whatever. But it's also like, I don't know for me, like that, that part of it touched me a little more because I think it, it's the concept of that, you know, you don't get to fulfill all your dreams, you know, like, and, and sometimes like, and then literally in this case, he keeps having the dream where he, he shoots the, the man and then the man, you know, eventually they go through this whole mystery thing. Like, who did he shoot? What was going on? Like, is it part of his cop life? Is it not? And, and the whole point of it is it's, it's, it, it goes back to like he, he, before he became a cop, he wanted to be a filmmaker and and he never finished the film and and the person he shoots is himself and 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 it, it's that guilt that he feels over having never fulfilled one of his lifelong dreams 
And even that young self, I mean, you know, I guess it's a nice complete circle for him, right? Because he gets to have this heroic journey and quote unquote save paprika and all this other stuff. And then at the same time, he, you know, his younger self forgives his older self. He's like, hey, look, you, you did what you had to do. You, you know, you're living the real life of it. And yeah, we didn't get to do the filmmaker life of it, but it's okay. Like, you're okay. And I'm, I, I still. I still uh, love myself, you know, like type thing, or, or I, I, you know, I, I have no, there, there's no reason for you to feel guilty over the choices that you made. Like you don't, you don't owe, you know, you don't owe me past self anything, present self, you know, or whatever. Like I, you know, and, and, and I, I guess to, to some people it might sound like a bunch of gibberish what I'm saying, but if you watch the film, then I, I, I would hope that that would be plainly obvious i think you know that that it's just a matter of self-acceptance i guess in a way and 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 that that was something that i i found interesting yeah i thought it was really interesting that the movie dealt with the different kinds of dreams like the kind that you have when you're asleep Mm -hmm. and the kind that you aspire to the film merges both of them because you have like the dreams of the scientists to create something helpful and useful to society. You know, the detective's boyhood dream of making a film, and then the dreams we experience when we go to bed, the surreal world where we can play out fantasies or relive memories or experience something incomprehensible. It's like you have you have both of those. Those are both different kinds of dreams, and I always thought it was really interesting, you know, the whole aspect of the, the detective and his seemingly his aversion to dreams and you kind of get into the whole backstory of of what you just described and i thought well that yeah that's interesting because that's that's a type of a dream i mean everyone has some kind of dream you know when they're when they're young like you know like the detective when he was 17 you know he wanted to make movies and then it's just something he put aside and he you know he felt guilt about it just kept coming back to him in dreams and you know i thought that was a very interesting way to look at the different kinds of dreams that we have. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes you wonder, you know, I mean, it, it also deals with the morality of those too, right? Because you've got the mm-hmm. the more nefarious characters in the piece, right? And and it's like that that's that comes back to this whole the the aspect that most people I think point to as what is outlandish or weird or whatever. And to me, you know, frankly, I think maybe it, it, it's it's my predilection to to kind of tune out like all the specifics of say mobile suits you know it's like it's like that's not necessarily what's the most important to me in in a Gundam story you know and it's like I can you know it's like okay yeah so there's a bunch of frogs and they're playing fucking musical instruments like I'm not gonna sit here and agonize specifically over what every little thing means like there's certain imagery in there that's supposed to speak to a multitude of people. And the reason why it's supposed to speak to a multitude of people is because it's made up of a multitude of dreams. I mean, obviously, like, you know, whatever. I'm an American. It stands out to me. I see the fucking Statue of Liberty, right? So that's specifically in there for me, right? And and that's something that speaks to me. I know what it means. It has a meaning. And it's part of this crazy-ass fucking parade of clown car bullshit, right? And, and it's fine that I, 
don't know what the fucking frogs with the fucking music mean. Maybe maybe it means fucking Kermit the Frog and Muppets. Maybe it means some other fucking <laughs> Japanese thing. Like, you know, the, the imagery with the butterflies, I think if if I had not seen those episodes of of Ultraman Max, Ultraman? yeah, and, and yes. the butterfly uh-huh. and the who the man who doesn't is he the butterfly dreaming he's a man? Is it the man dreaming he's the butterfly? Like which is real, which is fake, which is re- which is the dream, which is reality, and 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 the fact that all that imagery was going on in there, of course, now that had a lot an extra layer of meaning for me. So that that entered my mind the entire time I was watching the film. So the fact that you were switching back and forth between reality and dreams and that they merged and that they erupted into reality like all that stuff was fine because I felt like it was all layered there and and I had a certain context for it and and, you know who knows maybe at some point in my life you know maybe if I had seen it back in 2007 I I, maybe I would have thought that all the butterflies and shit I wouldn't have got it right but but I think now whatever context whatever life experience I've accumulated you know, there, there's certain things that, you know, to me, it, it kind of does make sense. Speaking of mobile suits, one of the things I first took note of was that uh, the character of Tokita is voiced by uh, Toru Furuya. Yeah. Yes. Like, he's, he's got I, a pretty distinct voice. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, like, which version did you watch, the sub or the dub? I watched the uh, dub. I, I want to say that uh, Tokita... Um, I I think that was voiced by the same guy who voices Ty and Digimon, but I could be wrong. I I watched the sub, and you know, like Mike said, you've got uh, very, uh, but you've also got as uh, Doctor Atsuka, you have Megumi Hayashibari, and she's probably best known for the role of Lena Inverse and Girl Type Ranma and Ray from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Isn't, and also, isn't she? Oh, good. She's also Haruku Harahara in Fulukuli. Is is it? Am I crazy? Is she Pikachu too? I don't know. She's Faye Valentine, and she's she's Jesse. Okay, and, I knew I knew she was she was somehow tangently related to Pokemon too. And she's Bulbasaur. She's blasting off again. Oh, and you also have uh, Koichi Yamadera as Doctor Osani. He is Ryoga in Ranma. He is Beerus, God of Destruction in Dragon Ball Super. And he's the current VA for Inspector Zenigata in Lupin Sansei the Third. I, I kind of feel like the more I talk about uh, Osane and and uh, the chairman, the, the more trouble I will get into on this podcast. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, that, that got a little... Uh, I don't know, rapey, little Yurotsuki Doji in there. I would forgot about that aspect. I was like, oh no, I don't remember it being like this. Well, it, <laughs> it's, it, it's 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 interesting because to to me, like I, I was trying to think of before we got on the show that I you know, I, I know we made the joke about getting cancelled, and if I'm already cancelled, I guess it doesn't really matter what I say, right? But I I, I still wanna attempt to say this as diplomatically and delicately as possible, but I, I feel like this film is a uh, endorsement for men and women having relationships. And that's all I'll say. Like, I, I think that's what the ending means. Like, like when, 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 when she, e- e- when she eats the councilman up and, and, 
and 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 stands at the tower and and they they kind of like flat out say you know it the the relationship is going to be between a, a man and a woman like that i just think that's an endorsement for that i thought you were going to talk about when uh you know, at the end, it's pretty much said that Otsuko is going to get married to uh, Doctor Toki. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that would that would certainly tie into it as well. It's funny, like him being voiced by Toruya. Like, <laughs> I was thinking, like, man, he is like a computer geek and a robotics geek. He is kind of like Amuro if Amuro was like morbidly obese, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. It's interesting because because that that's something about those different faces, right? Like like Paprika would service a bunch of male clients, and there, there's the notion that you know in, in the the I, I think in the letter that she gives the detective at the end. I mean, I, I think in the novelization, there's more of a a widespread thing, like where it's like, oh, here's basically. You know, I'm announcing I'm engaged because it's an announcement of my retirement, you know, as as this kind of, you know, fairy thought mother, I guess, for lack of a better term, you know. So this is the first time both of you have seen this film. Uh, did you like the film? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, I found it engaging and I I was compelled. I think I think the other thing that I, I found I guess these days helpful to me is uh, the way you describe it as you can't be futzing around on your phone. Like you can't be doing other stuff, you know, like, like I could tell that like maybe the first like two minutes into it. And I was like, okay. And I closed my laptop lid and I just fucking <laughs> watched the fucking movie. And every once in a while I open up the laptop lid just to jot a couple thoughts I had down, you know, where I was like, oh yeah, this kind of reminds me of brainstorm. And oh yeah, you know, this, the, you know, the, you know, whatever, things you know the 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 detective kind of reminds me a little bit of jay jonah you know or whatever like things like that you know but otherwise like for the most part i i was you know pretty focused on just you know watching the film uh and letting it kind of uh, you know letting myself be immersed in the the engagement the structure the the message like whatever whatever was coming from it you know and i i just kind of you know, let myself kind of, kind of go with it, you know? And, and, um, I, I, I guess I kind of agree with you. I mean, it, it's one of those films where, you know, it, it's, you know, and, and, and this is probably a, a piss poor compliment, but, but it's like, you know, you could, you, the, if the yellow tights joke in X-Men is going to be funny, it's only going to be funny that one time, you know, like, like if it was ever funny to begin with. So I, I mean, I, I can kind of see your point with this where you're like some, of the sensation of that comes from watching this film, like I think can only be experienced by watching it for the first time. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I watched it all in one shot and I like, what do you call it? I was enjoying myself. I thought the animation was gorgeous. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. I like, I, I really did like, the portrayal of like some kind of dream logic sometimes or like things they really captured how like, you know, the part where he's like 
the the police officer is like trying to like run down the hallway and he can't like it keeps like sucking it like like he has like his own center of gravity that like he's sucking down into like his own black hole or something like I feel like that was a good portrayal of you know that feeling in a dream where you can't move or you can't like yeah. go somewhere you want to yeah. go like yeah. it's like like it's like you have a black hole like or a singularity like inside you that's preventing you from like getting any further, you know? So like, I, I really liked the, you know, a lot of the methods they use to like sort of visually portray like dream logic, I guess I did enjoy it. That kind of leads me to my final question for you guys. I do not have a DC mini to review your dreams, but do you have any unusual dreams you'd like to discuss? I, I have weird, I have really specific dreams. Like, like in like I don't remember the like I I told you guys I I almost have like a sort of dream journal but it's like I don't dream like specific like vividly enough. Well, when I dream vividly, like it's super vivid and specific, and it's all cobbled together from usually like the storehouse of useless trivia I have in my head. So like you know I've written a lot in Unbot Talk about like the, how the I have like specific dreams about Transformers and like it mixes with like Marvel comics or just you know and any number of things like from pop culture that I like you know the melting pot of pop culture in my head and they're they're usually yeah like there's sort of an internal logic to them but there there's also like i don't know they, it pulls from a lot of different like threads and i don't know like i i have to usually like as soon as i wake up and i have one of these dreams i like run over to my computer and type out everything i can possibly remember about it because like if i don't like i won't remember it within like an hour or so so i mean like i've got a list of really like specific ones that are really weird and Whatever, but I, I don't know if I have anything that's like super, you know, that I can recount like without having to read it all. I mean, I have some of like the standard like, you know, nightmares that people will say like, like, I hate the one where you're back in high school or something. And like, you know, the bell's going to ring, but you don't know what class to go to or where you should go. And you're like, <laughs> oh, crap, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, you know, like, where, where do I go? Like, where's my homeroom? Like, where? what's the next class like in your like and i remember like I, i'll be carrying a binder or something i would carry in school and like i'm trying to find my schedule and i can't find it and like dude i to this day i still have dreams about missing the bus to school i don't know why i'm almost 38 like i just like why do i keep having these dreams about missing the friggin' bus to school i don't know <laughs> And yeah, like you're friggin' terrified and it's really nothing but like yeah like i remember being like i i'd I like I stark terror of being in a hallway in my school, like my old high school and like the hallway being completely deserted because the bell like just rang and everyone's in class. And I'm like, I got to find like what class to go to now or else I'm going to get in trouble for being in this deserted hallway. And like you cannot like I can't figure it out. And like there's like no other options present themselves to me other than trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. I don't know, do you, Derek, do you, like, I know you, you, you write down a lot of your dreams, like in that box yeah, off thread too. Yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, it's funny. I, I think, I think most of them are, are fairly personal to me, but then I, I, I usually go to great stupid lengths to, uh, to, uh, like 
change up names and things just in case or whatever. But like, like it, it, it's funny because the the thing that was cracking me up was like, there's <laughs> the my favorite was like the I'm looking at the first one I posted to start that thread, and most of it starts with like 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 Mike saying. I mean, it's very hyper specific you know like like i'm at a mansion i'm at a political fundraiser there's there's a girl i used to know you know and 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 she's there at the fundraiser too and and then and then my dad's there and you know and and you know i i assume she's there because you know she was a lawyer and i always knew she wanted to get into politics and you know and and then and then i assume my dad's there cuz maybe it's some kind of campaign fundraiser and they're trying to get money from him and all this other stuff and basically i'm over here being amaro ray disgusted by all the politicians you know and and then you know it's like you know, and then, then all these like specific things, like where it's like, then, then, then it takes all these weird turns, right? Like, cause it's like, you know, it's like uh, my dad leaves to go to the restroom and then, and then I lose track of him. And then I, I can't figure out whether I'm supposed to be the girl's plus one or if I'm supposed to be my dad's plus one. And then um, I end up being the girl's plus one, you know, and, and all this other stuff. And then, you know, I end up leaving cause I get frustrated because there's a bunch of stuff spilled and then and then somehow i'm magically you know you talk about the suction thing like uh, i'm somehow back in what even though it's nothing like my old apartment i somehow know that this room i got transported to is my old apartment in los angeles but it doesn't look anything like it because it's like kind of like a feudal wooden middle eastern i don't know whatever it is like it's it's some old shack or something like that some some you know feudal thing or whatever and i see like kids playing and 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 women outside and then th- this is funny because i find my old phone and even though it doesn't look anything like any phone I've ever had before, it's my old phone and it's got 99 messages saved from my mom who passed away and and like I, I want to look at the messages and then and then when I leave or I'm about to leave like you know basically this is the funny part that will tie into all the podcasts we've been doing there's a horde of various common rider guy armors start coming over a hill and I know they're coming for me and my phone and then they're all armored up or quickly armoring up and like it's like you know how like in in common rider you get plenty of time to henshin or whatever so i'm uh-huh. like i basically do this quick you know coda change dance with the lock seed i have now but like the giant orange head barely gets on my head right before somebody it's like it's like it cuts it down to the wire like and then and then people are swinging swords at my neck so it's like luckily the the orange gets like right down like right before somebody tries to take a chunk out of my neck and i'm taking <laughs> out all the attackers but i need to run away because there's a bunch of them and i'm about to be cornered in this junkyard and it's like this nightmare on elm street four junkyard with all these Walls and I'm at the dead end of a maze, and then like through, like through, like the 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 fence in the maze, like I can hear Tony, and he's chatting on the other side of the junkyard wall, and like I scream out to him, and I tell him like, dude, the horde's coming, like, and and then I'm all ready to fight, and I think <laughs> he's heard me, and then all of a sudden 
I can't hear him anymore. And then I'm not sure if they got him too. And then I wake up, you know, and that was like, that was the first dream I ever like wrote, like in that stupid thread or whatever. And I, I left out some stuff just cause you know, some of the details are probably kinky and obscure and, and, and people don't need to know that shit, but like all, all that kind of stuff. You know, like it, it, it's it's very much kind of like what usually happens. Like, like sometimes I think it's weird. Like that's why I brought up the idea of like, like your dream self. Like I've never felt like. I mean, I guess wearing a, a guy suit of armor is like being a dream self. But I still felt like. I mean, I always feel like I'm me. Like, I don't feel like if I'm in a dream, like all of a sudden I look like. Uh, you know, Megaton Man or some shit, or, or like I'm in a, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a, a fucking, you know, a Bernie Wrightson graphic novel and I'm all chiseled and shit out of nowhere. Like I don't, I don't somehow change myself. Like oftentimes I don't even feel like I'm, you know, it, it's not so much a movie like where you're, you're, what do they call? It? You know, it's, it's not like I'm in a third person shooter. It's like I think. Mostly when I dream, I would say it's first person. You know, it's, it's, uh, what was that stupid fucking movie where they tried to make it like the video game where the, it, the camera was, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Doom? Well, not, not just Doom, but um, there was that, that hard, one. Hardcore something? Yeah, Hardcore Henry or some it, shit or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, like, I, I assume I've never seen that movie, but I, to me, like, I, that, that, to me, that's, that's what a dream like is for me, I'm assuming. Like, where it's like, I dream, I can see my hands, like, I can see my hands right now, but it's, it's, it's not often I'm, I'm looking in a mirror or, or I've never done the thing, the, the perchance to dream Batman the animated series bullshit where I, it's not like I'm like doing the bat prep time and reading a book and know that I'm in a dream because everything's gobbledygook or backwards. Like I can't ever remember having read in a dream. I can't ever remember like, you know, making myself something other than what I was. I mean, the closest thing I can think of is like, I, I know sometimes, you know, and th this probably comes up with paprika because her, her dream self or whatever you want to call it. Like she's, she's a fairy. She flies on a cloud. She, you know, hops around like the thoughty fairy godmother, kind of like the way to me, I, I almost thought the hopping was eerie because I was thinking of the hopping perfect in blue. perfect blue, you know, yes. like, like for some reason that was coming back to me. But I think the only thing I can think of in a, like a specific dream. And th this happens to me often is I can't, usually fly like Superman, even though that would be something, like, you would think somebody like me, right? Like, if I was gonna have a dream self, right, it would be like you know, Kryptonian Derek, right? Like, I could fly, I could go to the fucking sun, I could surf on a surfboard and go into space and w whatever the fuck, right? Like, that that would be something ideal in a dream self, right? But, to me, I think because you're dealing with probably things that you either are not you don't give yourself the time to acknowledge like like you know troubles or 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 pains or uh uh you know uh, hurt feelings or 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 whatever it is right like things things you don't have the time to acknowledge in real life and they there's all this subconscious stuff bubbling up and then you have the time to sort of unload some of it in a dream state you know like like so because you're to me i think automatically you're not at your you you're not at your full self because because you're 
you, you, I don't know. To me, I feel like dreams, like usually they involve me dealing with issues. If I have concerns, like, like oftentimes, like, like the, the way this, this, this dream went that I just described, I mean, it dealt with, with regrets, like past relationships and different things like that. And, 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 and things that were on my mind, like political bull BS and all this other stuff. But then it, it drastically changes into a straight up life threatening scenario. And, and I, I think those are mostly the dreams I have, like stuff that deals with, with issues that I, I cannot deal with on a day to day basis, regrets or, 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 you know, you might say in the terms of the detective, you know, like failed dreams or unrealized dreams and the regrets and the guilt you have for not realizing those dreams. Like that's, you dream about not realizing your dreams, like, or at least I do. Right. And then the, 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 the whole like fight or flight thing. Like, I think that's just like, I mean, I don't know, that happens to me all the time where like, you know, I, I'm constantly dreaming about people trying to break into the house and steal stuff or, or kill me or take things or, you know, like there, there there's always stuff like that, that, that that's going on where I, I, I end up, you know, waking up like as a kind of, you know, quote unquote nightmare or whatever you want to call it, you know, something where you're, you're, you're sort of aggressively pursued in a dream and all that other kind of stuff. Um, I was just going to say, like, I've never, I, I agree with you. Like I, I, I never dream. I'm not myself. Like, and if I am myself, like usually like, you know, if I do dream, I have like superpowers or I'm in a situation like, where I'm, you know, I have abilities that I don't usually have. It's like, I, I'm still me. Like, I'm not like, I don't look in the mirror and I'm like, you know, Superman or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but do you like, and here's an, like, I can read in dreams. Like, like, like I, I, I still like, you know, that's, <laughs> I, I, it's like, I watched that episode of Batman, the animated <laughs> series. And I'm like, that's bullshit, <laughs> Batman. Like, like, I can read. Yeah, in I dreams. totally, I totally read so much dreams. for your vaunted detective skills. Like I can read in dreams. Like, I, I, I don't think it's so much that, like, if I picked up a book, it was gibberish. I think it's more of, like, and, and Justin will just throw tomatoes, but I just think it's just, I don't, I never picked up a book in a fucking dream. Like, I've, <laughs> I've never read a, I've never read a book in a dream. Even it, just, in your it just, it just doesn't happen. But, but on, on top of that, though, like, I guess you could argue, though, I mean, clearly I could read, I had 99 messages on the phone. It's not like, it's not like Batman's, like, logic worked there, because it's not like I looked at the phone and it said, you've got blur blur messages, or whatever, right? Like, I, could, <laughs> I knew there were 99 fucking messages, right? Like, so it's not, it's not like I couldn't read that, so, so by that logic, right? Like, like, shouldn't I have looked down at the phone and there should have been some turtles playing hopscotch or some shit, and I, I couldn't have fucking read the phone? Like, I mean, you know, like, but I could, right? Like, so that doesn't... Well, here's an example. Speaking of Batman, like, here's an example. I think I wrote it down in that thread, but I, I can just... I was trying to think of an example where I definitely read something in a dream. And, like, speaking of Batman, it's like... I think it was shortly after Batman v Superman came out and they announced, like, Ben Affleck was gonna get his own, like, Batman movie or whatever. I dreamt that me and my friends went to go see the Ben Affleck Batman movie and like there was no seat for me in the theater like my friends all sat down and i couldn't find a seat so i kept trying to find a seat 
and I couldn't find it. And the movie was starting. And for some reason, I couldn't see or hear the movie until I could find a seat. So I was starting to panic. I was like, oh, crap, the movie's starting. I can't find a seat. So finally, like, I, I, I go into the aisle and I see my friends, like, leaving their aisle. And I run up to them and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, man, this movie sucks. We're just going to leave. So, like, I, and, like, I follow them outside and I'm like, well, how bad could it have been? And I looked at the, like, theater marquee, and, like, the title of the movie was Batman v. Deathstroke Wild West Shootout. <laughs> <laughs> See, like stuff, like, stuff like that always happens, too. You, you know what I was going to say about powers, too? I guess I guess this is what I was trying to, to go to, but I sort of lost track of it. But, like, you'd think I would want to be, like, Superman, right? But inevitably, if I ever fly in a dream... It's always like hobbled or something's wrong with it. Like either either I can fly of my own power, but I can only do it for like two feet off the ground. And then I eventually have to like drop and give myself like a, a jump start or you, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's very like like weak sauce flying where it's like I can barely get like three feet off the ground. Or if it's something where I can get really high. I feel like it's almost like sailing where I have to depend on the wind current to take me places. And then inevitably what happens in the dream is like the wind current like usually fucks me because I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to fly over to Nevada. But then the wind current takes me out to fucking Hawaii or some shit. And I'm like, God damn it. I wanted to go that way. But the wind current keeps taking me the other fucking direction, you know, and it's like and then it's just like this this comedy of errors, like where it's like, you know, you you'd think if you were flying like Superman, you could just be like and then you're there. But it's like when, when I would try to do it in my dreams, it's always like this huge fucking ordeal and it usually is taking me in the wrong fucking direction my dreams are always usually are always about being stymied or like cobbled like by something like i never have a dream where i'm like free or whatever like it's always like well it, there's something that's gonna happen but like i can't get to it or i can't do it like or something like something awesome is gonna happen and i never get to it in time before the dream ends in high school i remember i had a dream the Civil War was fought by cats and dogs. Like one <laughs> side was cats and one side was dogs. Um, I also had a dream. I guess it. I don't know. I don't know if I'd been reading a lot of Philip K. Dick at the time, but I remember I had this dream. I was getting dressed and going to go somewhere, and I stopped to look at myself in the mirror, and I saw a flash of my friend Zach from high school, and I was like, "What was that?" And then it's like I started having thoughts that I knew I wasn't having myself. It's like what happened was because I was looking at the mirror, like my friend Zach was trying to like invade my mind and take over my body because I would have thoughts like, okay, I'm going to put this shirt on. And then I would have a thought. It's like, no, don't put that shit on. Don't put that shirt on, put this one on. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think that where did that come from? And I was like, Zach's trying to take over my body. And somehow I knew it was because of the mirror and kind of like Mike said, I was trying to get away, but it was like I I couldn't. It's like I was in slow motion or like my feet weighed like, you know, 12 tons or something. And I just I just couldn't get away from the mirror. I don't really have nightmares like I I mean, I dream like where dinosaurs chase me, but I don't consider those nightmares because I don't know. I They're just not scary. But the last the last 
dream that I remember having that I thought was scary and I genuinely I genuinely woke up and was like freaked out. I dreamed I was sitting here at the computer and over to the right like there's a window and there's also this little like there's like an old uh cabinet like it used to ha- it used to house like a uh, a stereo system from like back in the 40s or 50s but now it's hollow it's full of papers. Anyway, I dreamed I was sitting here at the computer and I just I had this feeling in the dream someone was looking at me and I looked over to the right and there was someone sitting there on that like furniture and they were like sitting there like Spider-Man like they were squat down their hands their hands were flat on the thing and they were staring at me. I had no idea who this person was but then I was like that's a thief and they had like this really thin mustache and they were wearing like white jeans and like a like um uh, what do they call it? A wife beater, you know, like mm. a white tank top. And I was like, if I just keep staring at him, maybe he won't. Maybe he won't do anything. Maybe he'll just go away. But he, we just like we just kept like locking eyes, and he wouldn't move, and I wouldn't move. And finally, I woke up, and I like it was one of those wake ups where I'm just like, <gasps> yeah, and I'm just like, oh shit, oh shit. And then like that whole day, like when I sit down at the computer, like. Even though I knew I was wide awake and there was no guy gonna like be sitting there, like I I didn't want to look over at the window because I was like <laughs> I was still freaked out. And I'm like, man, don't act like that. Like that's that's baby stuff. But I don't know. Like I even even like a few nights ago, I was sitting here and I just had this weird feeling, and I looked over and I was like, thank God, there's no one there. I don't I don't know why but i sometimes i guess i freak myself out that way yeah no i mean i i yeah I, again i i guess i kind of agree with you i don't i don't know that i'd necessarily call them nightmares but i don't know what else to call them just the that that feeling when you wake up and you're like you know so something was in peril like i, I i've had weird sh- dreams where like people have shot me and stabbed me and all kinds of yeah. like stuff like that so I mean, as, as far as Freddy Krueger killing you in your dreams, well, I'm here to say that shit don't work either. Just like Batman, like, fucking uh, turtles playing hockey or whatever the fuck you're supposed to read in the book. <laughs> there, everything's backwards, you know, like, like just like that shit yeah, doesn't, I, doesn't happen. Like, like I've, yeah, I, I've, I've had a bunch of bad shit happen to me in dreams, and of course I wake up and I'm fine, so. Yeah, I had this really weird dream where someone shot me, they just... They put the gun like right to my forehead and pulled the trigger, and I don't know how to describe it because I've never been shot. I've never been shot in the head, but it's like I could feel something moving through my body, and I could, I, I felt like I was falling in slow motion, and then like my, I was like face down on the gravel in this dream, and I was just laying there, and I was like, well, I'm shot. Well, I guess I'm dying now. I was like, this is weird, and then I just woke up, and I was like. That was so weird. Like I've never, I mean, I've had all kinds of crazy dreams, falling and stuff. But I've, I've, that was the first and only time I've ever been like shot in the head, and it was so weird. It was so bizarre. Uh, but anyway, we've uh, we've discussed many dreams, so I guess we will wrap up this episode of Fan Holes Big in Japan, 
And Derek, if you would be so kind as to do your usual spiel. If you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can reach us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. You can check out the backlog of episodes of Big in Japan over on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. So if you've enjoyed this, we hope you consider checking out all the other shows. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we appreciate all the likes, shares, hearts, retweets, etc. that we receive. And we are on, can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and we are on Apple Podcasts. So check us out there. And this is Justin signing off. Captain, life is not a dream. <laughs> Derek, Derek WC, uh, uh, thoughty fairy mother, fairy thought mothers, <laughs> hopping away. Hey, it's Mike. DC, call me. Like, I can make Batman versus V Deathstroke Wild West shoot uh, a reality. It might, it, might save your, it might save your cinematic universe. Maybe uh, even save your comics. Yes, sir. True satisfaction. That's what discipline brings. Even the five court ladies dancing to frog flutes and drums had it, and so did the whirlwind of recycled paper. Computer graphics playing in my head, and I like it. I don't support Technicolor Parfaits and those snobby little petty fours that sit there uneaten. And my position on that is common knowledge to everyone in Oceania. Now the time has come to return home to the great blue sky! Where confetti falls like stardust and everything's shaking around the shrine gates with the mailbox and the refrigerator leading the hip-hop festival! Anyone who is concerned about expiration dates, step aside now! No one gets in the way of my glory train! They need to really analyze all the livers of the Triangle Goose Party. Ah, this whole festival was put together by 23rd graders with lots of chutzpah and one panda. You see, now I am truly grand, the ultimate one. <laughs> shine, shine. Take me, take me now. <laughs> Think about it. Ben Affleck in a Batman uh, costume and a sombrero with a gun. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're like DC. You're like DC. Think of the future. Think of the future. Start, think of the future. They start reprinting uh, the greatest Batman stories ever told. They are full of bat ombre stories. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like thinking of like like the nightmare sequence in Batman V Superman where Batman's got the trench coat and the goggles and the gun. So maybe mm. that's what like spurred that on. But yeah, usually when I wake up, I can, I can usually identify why I dream certain things. I'm like, okay, I dreamed about this because, you know, I was watching Gilligan's Island and I dreamed about this because I was watching some YouTube video about wrestling, but I can, I can usually piece these things together. But like, you know, getting shot in the head and my friend Zach from high school trying to take over my brain. I'm just like, I don't fucking know. I don't know where that come from. Yeah, all, all I can tell you is my dreams involve sex and violence and lots of it. So. <laughs> I usually don't dream about sex that much. Not as much as you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wish. Yeah.